listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 3rd of December. The number of infections of the new COVID variant in Australia are continuing to grow, with concerns one of the latest cases of Omicron caught the virus on a plane to Sydney. A number of venues, including shopping centres in Chatswood on Sydney's North Shore, are now possible exposure sites after a child tested positive and spent time in the community. The child arrived with his parents on a flight from Doha to Sydney over the weekend, but has not been to Southern Africa, with authorities investigating whether he caught COVID on the plane. The boy's parents are also COVID positive, with testing now underway to confirm if it's also the new variant. Epidemiologist Professor Catherine Bennett says if COVID is spreading on planes, that's concerning. The Australian government was aware of that risk, New South Wales Health also. So anyone who's come in from one of those destinations was being asked to quarantine. But of course, these people were on a flight, presumably with someone else who might have been in the Southern African region. Meantime, another traveller has tested positive to Omicron in Sydney after a flight from Singapore on Sunday. To South Australia, and there are fears the state is dealing with a super spreader COVID event after 16 infections were linked to a school reunion cluster at Norwood. The state now has 27 active COVID cases. Epidemiologist Professor Adrian Esterman says it's unfortunate but was expected. We know that 10% of uh, infected people cause 80% of infections and the majority of infected people don't infect anyone. And it's just sheer bad luck that this uh, event occurred and there was someone who was a super spreader there and caused all these infections. It comes as South Australia tightens its border restrictions with New South Wales, announcing it will now test all arrivals into the state for COVID-19. Overseas in Germany is now considering enforcing nationwide vaccine mandates as it scrambles to stop a deadly new wave of COVID. Hospitals and ICUs are being overwhelmed with an increase in new COVID cases. There have been around 70,000 new infections in just the past 24 hours. Authorities have announced tough new restrictions for the unvaccinated. They'll no longer be able to access non-essential stores, cultural and recreational venues. In other news this Friday morning, a major clean-up effort is underway in Queensland after floods turned deadly in the state's southern downs. The small town of Inglewood was one of the worst affected areas with hundreds of residents forced to evacuate earlier this week. The Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has also paid tribute to a 73-year-old man who died after he was swept away in his ute in floodwaters near Toowoomba. But authorities are warning the danger is not over as yet, with more flooding expected tonight. Here is Paul Birch from the Weather Bureau. A little bit further downstream we've got Gundawindi which is currently major and rising with a peak near 10.7 metres later on Friday evening. So that peak at Gundawindi is, is going to be to level similar to the January 2011 flood. Meantime, Melbourne has again been lashed by wild weather with thousands left without power. The Victorian SES received hundreds of calls for help yesterday afternoon. The storm's also triggering a new warning for thunderstorm asthma.
Bombshell abuse allegations have dominated the last sitting federal parliament for the year. Former staffer Richelle Miller has alleged Education Minister Alan Tudge was abusive and at one time physically in their consensual affair, claiming there is a toxic cultural problem at Parliament House in Canberra on both sides of politics. After speaking with the Prime Minister, Mr Tudge has announced he is stepping aside pending an investigation into the claims. Here is Scott Morrison. This action in no way seeks to draw a conclusion on these matters, Mr Speaker, but this is the appropriate action for me to take under the ministerial standards. I note that Minister Tudge has welcomed this process, Mr Speaker, and he looks forward to participating in this process. Mr Tudge has strenuously denied the claims. And the Federal Health Minister has confirmed he will step down ahead of next year's election. Greg Hunt telling Parliament he vows to work as hard as possible right up to his departure next year. There's a country to protect, (laughs) medicines to list, a budget to prepare and an election to win. But when all of that is done, it will be time to come home. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To Victoria and after another very long night, the state government has officially passed the controversial Pandemic Management Bill. The controversial bill underwent a number of amendments this week before it finally got across the line. Our reporter, Talisa Bazaz, has the details. Good morning, Tash. Well, after weeks of violent protests on the streets of Melbourne and a bit of standoff between MPs on Spring Street, the government's pandemic legislation will become law. It follows a marathon 20-hour debate, getting the majority needed to pass the upper house 20 votes to 18. Premier Daniel Andrews will soon have the power to declare pandemics and issue health orders, taking the responsibility away from the Chief Health Officer. After a few amendments made earlier this week, Health Minister Martin Foley believes they've hit the right mark. The framework we have in place is timely, proportionate uh, and indeed sets a new national benchmark. The laws now need royal assent from the governor and will come into effect when the state of emergency ends on December 15. To WA now and the state's hard border is back, this time with South Australia as the state deals with a new COVID super spreader event. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. That's right, Tash. Our border with South Australia has slammed shut overnight. It's been elevated to a medium COVID risk in WA with 16 new cases connected to a super spreader event in Adelaide. Only approved travellers are now allowed in and they must be double vaccinated, test negative and undertake 14 days of quarantine. Epidemiologist Professor Adrian Esterman says it's unfortunate but was expected. We know that 10% of uh, infected people cause 80% of infections and the majority of infected people don't infect anyone and it's just sheer bad luck that this event occurred and there was someone who was a super spreader there and caused all these infections. Recent arrivals into WA from South Australia are encouraged to familiarise themselves with the latest exposure sites and get tested. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Some interesting new data from Airtasker shows some gig workers are earning $774 per task. It's a quite a lot of money and no doubt the share economy has helped inject some much-needed cash into households. So their end-of-year report highlights just that task and that goes to Landscape Gardeners. They came in at number one with an average asking price 
price per task of $774. Carpenters came in second spot. They could ask $675. And then in third spot came painters with $603. Now, while landscape gardeners earned the most, it was removalists who were the most in demand. They posted 300,000 tasks. And that makes sense when you think about the mass exodus to regional locations or households moving interstate. What I found interesting, though, was the amount of tattoo requests. That was up 265%. I think it's the what? ultimate form of self Yes, <laughs> ultimate form of self-expression. Um, and next year, their forecasts are, well, it makes sense. So these are areas that are going to make our life easier. So think house cleaners, ironing services, pet sitters and house sitters with travel back on the cars. Oh, it's so much to unpack with that. Uh, and new research has also shown, <laughs> Effie, it's not just our Christmas trees that will light up our summer bills. Yeah, look, there's a long-held belief that the Chrissy lights are a major culprit of bill shock, but it's not. So long as you've got LED Christmas lights, that is, they add only around a dollar to your electricity bill. Those old incandescent Christmas lights, get rid of them. They're a lot more expensive. But the big energy guzzlers over summer actually the oven, then the air con, then if you use your clothes dryer, the second fridge there, and then finally the washing machine. Um, good news overall is that we can expect our energy bill to go down around $77 less. We won't see that until 2024. That's according to the Australian Energy Market Commission's annual report. Happy Friday. Thank you, Ify. Thanks. <laughs> Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Alex Carey's thoughts are with Tim Payne after being confirmed as his replacement in the Aussie Ashes squad. Good morning, Tash. The South Australian will be handed baggy green number 461 at the Gabba next Wednesday. Will make his long-awaited Test debut. He's 30 years of age. He's been on the scene for a while, especially in white ball cricket. Finally gets his chance. He beat the likes of Josh Inglis from WA and Jimmy Pearson from Queensland as well. Of course, replacing Tim Payne, who stepped down as captain and has taken a break after that sexting scandal and uh, Kerry spoke about Tim after he was officially confirmed as a debutant yesterday. Yeah, we all know there's a lot going on at the moment and um, my first thoughts are with Tim and his family and um, the full squad is, have got their arms around him so hopefully we see him back really soon. Now we know that Tim Payne could get pretty chirpy behind the stumps. Will we hear some sledging from Alex Carey though? <laughs> oh, we'll soon see. No, look, oh, again, I'm, I'm out there to, to do my role behind the stumps. And not long to go until that first ball is bowled at the Ashes. The Gabba starting next Wednesday. Who doesn't love a good sledge? Anyway, Brett, England's match winner Ben Stokes got some valuable time in the middle yesterday. Yeah, we've had days of rainfall here in Brisbane. It finally cleared up yesterday and England took full advantage, uh, gracing Ian Healy Oval. They had an intra-squad match between the England and England Lions squads. Ben Stokes was there. We haven't seen him in the middle for more than four months after taking a break for mental health reasons. Had two bouts of finger surgery as well. Looked really good with the ball, snared two wickets. And Chris Wokes, his teammate, says that the bowlers are getting used to the Kookaburra-branded balls. To get the ball to move sideways is probably the biggest challenge here. So I think trying to work out different things, the way we hold it, you know, and obviously trying to get the ball to move off the straight is quite important. That is a good sign for England that Ben Stokes is up and about.
And Brett, we can't wait for the Bathurst 1000 set to kick off today. Who's your favourite? Well, I'm hoping that uh, Jamie Wincup in his final race certainly puts up a, a good show. He's conquered the mountain four times before. He's going for number five in his final race. Someone who's bidding to do it for the first time at his 18th attempt is Lee Holdsworth, the veteran stepped away from full-time driving this year. He is back to partner Chaz Mostert, and it looks like they've got a quick car as well because uh, Lee was the fastest in the co-driver session yesterday. Here is Lee Holdsworth. Look, it's exciting. You know, obviously, uh, th- this has got to be my best chance yet to uh, to get up the top and, um, and, and you know, get some glory around here. In the main driver's session, Jamie Wincup was back in 11th. It was the Ford of Cam Waters, a runner-up last year, who set the quickest time. You take care. Have a lovely weekend. Thanks, Brett. You too. Thanks, Tash. What a way to start your weekend. Happy Friday. Waking up $80 million richer. Well, a very lucky punter from WA picking up the entire Division One prize in last night's Powerball draw. It's the largest ever lotto win in the West with the exact location of the successful ticket set to be revealed later today. They can travel in WA. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. Stay safe. We look forward to seeing you on Monday. Listener.